0: such as Neo-Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Neo-Reality Collective. I'm your host, Terry Brown, and we're back again with the 27th edition of the show. And... We got about 26 news pieces to talk about from this last half of this week, and let's finish it off with, well, the first half of this video and podcast dedicated to that first half. 13 articles, 13 stories, and a lot of them are crazy. Goonies TV show set for Disney Plus on, according, according to Variety, the upcoming show is about a teacher who helps her class recreate the Goonies in a shot-for-shot shot remake. Okay. The classic day's adventure is getting a TV series of sorts where the Goonies inspired drama heading to Disney. Originally known as an untitled film reenactment project, the script was adapted by Sarah Watson into a pilot of Silver Fox produced by Warner Brothers TV and is now shipped to Disney Plus as well as getting a new name, Our Time. So, The Goonies is a 1985 adventure comedy by director Richard Donner, which later became a cult classic attempting to save their home from foreclosure. The kids of the Goondocks embark in an adventure to find hidden treasure of a 17th-century pirate, One-Eyed Willie. Now, this classic kids' film is getting sort of a meta remake. It's incredible cast, but unfortunately a little bit too young for Fox, and so we immediately swung into high gear and hit the town with it. We, Warner Bros. television boss Clancy Collins-Wright we did not yet have anything in development at Disney. Plus. It's been an example of being able to cover a pathway where there was only one venture of a great story, a great pilot, and a great series. The deal was taken to it has taken a while to make, but we're really excited to be moving forward. The Donner Company, and Ambien, and which were both behind the Goonies, are on board for the upcoming project. Okay.
0: Um. Oh man.
1: So they're basically making a movie, a TV show about a class, recreating the Goonies for a, re- that's a shot for shot remake. Um, is this supposed to be a meta commentary? I feel like this is supposed to be a meta commentary on remakes. Okay. Meanwhile, Guillermo del Toro owes revealing his scrapped Pacific Rim sequel plan and had he been allowed to do it. Apparently, um, Guillermo del Toro's original plans for his scrapped Pacific Rim sequel all well, involved time travel and the return of a dead hero. The villains was this tech guy that had invented basically sort of the Internet 2.0, and then they realized during an interview with the rap, uh and then they realized that all his parent- patents came to him one morning, and so little by little they started putting together this, and they said, "Oh, he got them from the precursors." The guys that control the kaiju. And when they found out that the precursors are us a thousand years in the future, they're trying to terraform, trying to reharvest the earth to survive, and wow. Oh, that way we were in exo-bio suits that we that looked alien, but they were not. We were inside, and it was a really interesting paradox. Uh, uh man. Uh so this time-traveling twist that would have changed everything we knew about the kaiju and the precursors wasn't meant to be. Instead, we got the Pacific Rim sequel, Uprising, that was supposed to set up a, a shared universe in some people's eyes. Yeah. So, he also, and one of the main differences between the two sequels was the fate of Ma- Makomori who was unceremoniously killed off screen. Yeah, definitely not reminding me of another character that was killed off screen in a Star Wars movie. Maybe. We don't know. They are still giving hints that she could still be alive, though at this point it's kind of depressing when you think about it. Uh... Del Toro says to me, the hero was Mako Amori. I want her not only to live, I want her to be one of the main characters in the second movie. As an orphan whose parents were killed in a kaiju attack, only raised by one of the greatest pilots of all time, played by Idris Elba, it only feels strange that Mori should have led the chain charge in the Pacific Rim sequel. And unfortunately that never came and-, and Mori never rejoined the movie. And even more frustrating, many Del Toro's wild ideas were scrapped entirely, like the time travel plot twist. Can we get that cut now? I'm like. Yeah. It sounds fascinating when you think about it. So, Final Fantasy XIV, the widely popular MMO game, Final Fantasy XIV, had their DLC published of Endwalker. And it got so popular and so crazy they were we had they had to stop selling the game. Entirely for a good few days. Writing on the, on the site, producer and director Naku Yoshida explained that the sheer amount of people playing Endwalker as far exceeded as square server capacity in order to try and elevate the long wait times for players logging on the cover, had decided to stop selling the game, aiming to new players to temporarily stem the tide of the incoming server traffic. So what you basically said was, oh my god, we made a game so great we had to stop selling it because it was so great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the server congestion. Oh wow! I can't believe you get, you managed to do the unthinkable. You made a game so great to them that you broke to ser- that you had to break the servers down. So. So along with that, while we all know that Spider-Man Far No Way Home is already out and about and taking over the world. There is apparently also the Kingsman series being dropped on Monday. and Lean Cool has reported that, yep, Kingsman 3 is a go, and we'll start filming in September. Or next year, it seems. <clears throat> and we will be start filming in September, he teased that this Kingdom 3 Kingsman 3 will wrap up Eggsy, Eggsy story. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, As since The King's Men will be released on December 22nd, so get ready for confusion abound. So also, in the surprise plot twist for the DC Comics universe, uh, their Black Label series announced that we're not having a story with the Joker and, or Batman. My God. Instead, they announced... The Rogues, which features the rogues oh, that will star Captain Cold as his pals reuniting for one last job to turn their lives around in a four-issue limited series. Williamson said on a press release on DCComics.com, Rogues is unlike anything I've done at DC. It's close to my own creator-owned works. It's a crime book full of super science, dark humor, lost civilizations, and crazy action set pieces. But it's all played straight with the dark edge, and morality play qualities of classic noir stories. Rogues take everything we love about these kinds of characters and send them violently crashing into a new story that makes them ideal for a black label series. So Yeah Yeah. The synopsis reads Ten years ago, the rogues to Spanning went their separate ways, but time has been kind to the former blue-collar blue supercriminals. Caught in an endless cycle of prison, rehab, dead-end jobs, broken relationships, probation, and bombless restitution fees, the rogues are sick of paying for their crimes, Luckily, Captain Cold has a plan. One last job that will make them all richer than their wildest dreams and free from their past. If they can survive. The Rogues plan to steal the largest stockpile of undocumented, untraceable gold, but to pull out that heist, they'll need to head into the heart of Gorilla City and rob Gorilla God himself. Sounds simple enough, you're gonna beat up Gorillas. A supervillain now turned ruthless boss in the largest crime syndicate on earth. This black label presents the Rogues, as you've never seen them all, taking on a heist guaranteed to make Rear's blood run cold. Book one of the four-issue prestige formats limited series arrives in comic book stores and participating digital retailers on Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. My god. What have they done? So, yeah, we're getting a story that's not related to Batman or anything. It's related to Flash villains. In fact, will Flash show up in this? I'm curious. So... In the world of wrestling, we're going back into the world of wrestling, everybody. It is reported that, yeah, Ken Kevin Owens has put pen to paper on the new contract. It's amongst the speculation of his future. Even he teased the bad stuff. Uh, on the latest edition of Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer reported that the contract Kevin Owens signed is a three-year deal. which will keep him in with WWE for the foreseeable future. And while he's being paid apparently 2 to $3 million per year and there's just one major thing in his contract that really should that if they had si- if that was the reason why he signed, I would have gotten it, but that wasn't it. He does not have a no-cut clause. He doesn't. Which means he could have signed the contract and will be sacked next year by Nick Khan because of course that would happen. Melissa also said that this was more money than Owens would have made in AEW. He did know that some people within within AEW are making that money, but not a lot. So, yeah, there are people that are making that kind of money, but not all of them. And, like I said, they're financially good, but they're still, quote, in the red because of that video game. And that investment will not come back until later next year. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll see how that works out. Meanwhile, CD Projekt Red settles with unhappy investors for $1.85 mil. So, yeah, all that financial stuff that and the lawsuit following Cyberpunk 2077, they have settled and are now set to pay out around $1.85 million to resolve the issue. that that's just something we accept aren't we uh yeah boo georgia smith confirms that he filmed her for a british bulldog project uh yeah that that british bulldog icons episode which had yet to air but is still expected to smith stated that she filmed content during the hall of fame ceremony yeah do i think they'll ever release it there's been like they've also canned put lex luger and a whole bunch of our content in the can including the untold story of the nexus i am still in that opinion the reason why they scrapped the nexus one is because well it makes john cena look bad because you can't really talk about the nexus Without being critical of what John Cena pulled and never really fixed, even when he apologizes for it. So, yeah, he's kind of in this place where he's kind of stuck where he can't do anything about it. So, that he just opted, nah. Though Darren Young, the former wrestler known as Darren Young, came out and said that they think it's also because Brian went all elite. Which, if that's the case, so they are trying to protect Cena because he came back. That time, and then Brian left to join the join the quote enemy in the in the upper management's eyes, so they scrapped it, wasting everyone's time. Okay, we just accept that, don't we? So, yeah, it's been a, so it's kind of a give or take on that. So, Dan Slott, you know the writer who retconned Franklin Richards. Entire existence. Oh, God, I'm still annoyed by that. Well, Doctor Who is going to have Dan Slot write him for Titan Comics, a one-shot. Uh, three He will be working on three Doctor Who one-shots. The first three between the 10th Doctor and Martha Jones. Drawn by Christopher Jones. Okay, that's just convenient naming. For April 2022. And it will launch in April next year called Doctor Who Special 2022 Comic Book One-Shot. And yeah, I, I'm just like... I still remember him as the guy that retconned Franklin Richards because Mar- because it because they wanted to screw Hickman over because Hickman revealed earlier when after the retcon was made that well that plan was we had a plan for Franklin Richards and then they scrapped and then when Marvel changed when Marvel editorial and the Fantastic Four said no we we're changing that well then they were like. Well, I already have this plan set, so what do we do with it? And then they did this scene in Marauders during the Hellfire Gala where where Reed Richards says he tells something to Charles Xavier. We don't know what he says. I assume... And, and this is the thing I'm going to point out. I assume... That might relate to what happened with Franklin Richards. I was thinking to myself, there's an easy retcon you can do with this. Just have Charles and Xavier reveal he lied about that. Because, you know, he knows Mr. is going to try and do something with, you know, the power that he has. So, yeah. And especially since recently they've been gearing up that Mr. is going to become a traitor. Yeah, I-, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that retcon to fix the retcon. Along with that, Dark Horse Comics will be publishing Mike Mangola and Ge- Greg Heckel- Hinkle's Radio Spaceman, Spaceman, and for 2022 for Spring, a new two issue comic book event by Hellboy creator Mike Magola and Black Cloud artist Greg Hinkle. The standalone steampunk space adventures describes the full of mystery monsters and awesome gadgets and marks the first time of appearance for Radio Spaceman, based on old vit- viral pencil sketches. So that he posted online and everyone loved it, rather than those he said. <laughs> This new series is written by him, by by Mike with art by Inko, colors by Dave Stewart, and coloring by, and lettering by Clem Robbins. So yeah, different from Hellboy, ain't it? Coming out March 2nd of 2022. Also, the controversial Warren Ellis is back in the news because his old creative work Eric, freak angels will be published as a digital first comic was published as the first digital comic book back for avatar press back in 2008 well that's being turned into a tv series debuting on january 27 2022 yeah that's just something we accept now so it continues to be revealed on AEW's front that uh, yeah, the original plan was that Gals and Anderson were possibly going to be in the inner circle, but they re-signed with WWE, so they so Jake Hager was bumped up or came into the picture. Er, Chris told Tony he wanted me for the job and the rest is history. And Tony made sure I wasn't a scumbag and he had a couple phone calls with me, and then I got to be elite, it was great. I am so glad to be part I gotta be part of the groundwork, the beginning team of AEW. I'm very proud of that. So yeah, this was confirmed a while back that Gallows and Anderson were going to come in and probably join the inner circle or at least make their debut, but then they re-signed WWE and a lifetime regret is still had on that. And then it was originally proposed that they would do it at Madison Square Garden, but then WWE, being the massive dictators that they wanted to be, blocked them because, you know, they're not a threat or anything to their power, right? To their standings. Right? Meanwhile, Image Comics uh, continues, to, continues to plan to publish Slumber by Tyler Burton Smith and Vanessa Card- Cardella. If I butcher that last name, I'm sorry. A horror comic about a dream detective investigating a series of murders that happen in people's dreams. But it just so happens to be one of the well-known five essential comic book pitches every creator needs if they want to land an Image series about one of five things Image published series about. Apparently, that's where Bleeding Cool wrote. Alongside God's living in the world of humans, music is a superpower. Or, blah, blah, But, uh, The press release came out and said, From the twisted minds of writer Tyler Burton Smith, and rising star artist Vanessa, springs the forthcoming horror thriller Slumber. This all-new, ongoing series will launch from comics this m- this March. In Slumber Reuse Me... Setson, a nightmare hunter, and a dream detective, she runs a shoddy black alley business where she helps clients sleep at night by entering their dreams and killing their nightmares. But the past comes back to haunt her when she tracks down a literal living nightmare, a serial killer who that murders people in their sleep. Slumber is an exploration of the surreal world of dreams that is meant to be as weird, funny, unsettling, and unpredictable as the wildest scenes that we've all experienced. and. And the artist also came out and said, working on Slumber gave me a delightful opportunity to bring to life all the weird symbolic psychedelic worlds that highlights imagined. This is a wildly original story peppered with an unexpected humor and heart. I hope the readers enjoy it half as much as I enjoy drawing it. Um, so Freddy Krueger did this because that's what I'm thinking of. A person who kills people in their dreams, Freddy Krueger. Um, it, are you sure Freddy Cougar's not involved in this is that the twist like come on is, is that the twist like have that be the twist it, it'd be so funny if you had that be the twist and reveal it's a Freddy Cougar spinoff but yeah that, that's that's about it for now uh, we'll be back after these messages everybody and I'll see y'all again next after these messages, and we'll be signing out for now. I'll be back. We're back, everybody. Let's finish off this final half. The so FTR has given an update on how much time is left on their AEW contracts, Appealing on Barstool Wrestling, where they spoke about their goals for 2022. They had a successful 2021, but Cash Real opened up about what they want to do moving forward. He believes that they will claim gold again, and also touched on possibility of facing two popular tag teams. Well, considering what they did at Ring of Honor, I'm pretty sure that's inevitable. I think we're going to start going to be the first ever two-time tag team champs. In 2022, we are going to get the tiles back, and we are going to have the tile run we should have had the first time we were world beaters. We will defend it every time we get in the ring. But we are never going to lose those again. A rematch with the Young Bucks? Beat the mm out of them. Beat the mm out of the Briscoes. Whole tiles everywhere. You're also going to beat up The Rock and Roll Express, but that's not going to be brought up. Dax Harwood commented on the future of their tag team run. FTR res- revealed run that they don't have long left on their contest, but they want to make an impact before that point. He also claimed that they want to win gold in Japan at the some stage next year. There's a difference between having a great tag team matches and being a great tag team. I think 2022 running forward, we can be in that same conversation with Arne and Tully, Tully Blanchard, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, that's my goal for 2022. Because we don't have much longer on on these current contracts, I don't know what's gonna happen from there, but we have a short amount of time to accomplish these things we want to accomplish, like winning the IWGP Tag Team belts, and honestly two-time AEW Tag Team belts, proving that we are the best, so
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But I do think they're gonna be signed with AEW, I do Along with that, Game Changer Wrestling announced during the week that Jonathan Grissom will defend his Ring of Honor Championship against AJ Gray at Blood on the Hills in a pure wrestling match. I believe that match has already taken place, so we don't need to talk about it anymore. Also, there so the Star Wars event end of the year for next year or so, uh Star Wars Eclipse is now in the news again. After the trailer came out and then the trailer's developer was revealed people were naturally taking it well with stride. Hashtag blackout Star Star Wars Eclipse was happening. So Quantic Dreams is involved with the Star Wars franchise is a questionable problem because Quantic Dream fostered a workplace culture for racism, sexism, and homophobia. And he had horrible statements to say about certain people of certain ethnicities and, and, and uh, sexuality. And he, while he denies them, but <laughs> yeah, they're not doing so well. So a lot of Star Wars fans such as Star Wars Explained came out and put simply, they don't want to go ahead and condone this. And they will not be covering the game while Cage is involved. And we will support the fans behind Star- hashtag Blackout Star Wars Eclipse. So David Cage kind of is screwing over this whole thing. And Star Wars Eclipse reveal had them excited. But then the developers revealed and, uh... Yeah. So, yeah. Especially since, uh... The High Republic timeline is filled with more diversity and progressiveness, uh, yeah. Yeah, Lucasfilm games kind of screwed themselves, shot themselves in the foot, yeah. Hashtag Star Wars Blackout Eclipse, Blackout Star Wars Eclipse is the big thing talking. So Ernie Hudson of Ghostbusters says a new game is definitely happening during a recent panel with Countdown City Geeks YouTube channel. Hudson says, I just got an email because we're doing another video game. They're scheduling it to do it to now do the recording and I'm not too sure who's going to do it. I know me and Danny, Danny and Cloyd. I think I'm not sure if, if Billy, Bill Murray will do anything on it. So there will be another video game when they will bring it out. I don't know, but it's definitely happening. The developer has re- according to uh, the develop according to him and the developer has recently begun working on modeling each of the characters of the game where assuming they struggle to create a character that accurately encapsulates his likeness. Don't they they don't have scanners. They've been sending me pr- prototypes of the character to get the image right, which they seem to have a hard time somehow creating my image. It's so weird to me that they can get Bill Murray and Wood, and Harry Raymond's to look exactly like they look by end up looking like Eddie Murphy or something. Or somebody. Despite fan requests for a new Ghostbusters game, the last one was 2009, during which Hudson's likeness and voice were used to recreate Zendermore. While the game was Remastered 2019, more recent Ghostbusters game came from from of add-ons for games like Fortnite and Planet Coaster. So, naturally, uh, yeah, uh, y- y- you don't care about that. But, we do got good news for all the uh, Hispanic fans. Blue Beetle, oh, rejoice That's the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, and a lot of other fans of the character, announced that, yep, Blue Beetle's no longer a Netflix, uh, HBO Max original, is instead will be heading to theaters to 2023 instead of streaming original release, which means we will get a Blu-ray of it. As noted by the Hollywood Report, the Blue Beetle solo movie is now getting a full theatrical release, originally set for HBO Max. It will now instead get a theatrical release on August 18, 2023. So it will be the DC Universe's first film about a Latino superhero. Although it's been given revealed, fans are recently given a glimpse of his on-screen costume, which was revealed at DC Fandom. And they were originally fast-tracking the project for an for an HBO Max premiere after the rumor of bu- Beetle Booster Gold movie fell through, but now it looks like to play a part in the whole being in Warner Bros. movies back to theaters. So yeah, so Carn City King's director will be be directing this movie based on a screenplay by Gareth Dennett Alcor, if I'd mention that, I'm sorry, but yeah, I was excited to hear this. Blue Beetle like here's the thing when when I got introduced to Blue Beetle um, it wasn't Ted Kord or Dan Garrett I, I was introduced to Jaime Reyes from the Young Justice cartoon this was when I was not much of a comic fan but I did love the universes of Marvel and DC I was introduced to Jaime Reyes I, wait in fact, I don't think it was Young Justice I think it was that Batman TV series he, that was more golden agey than it was modern agey So, yeah So, I'm glad for that So, apparently (laughs) Yeah, um Apparently Disney didn't know about the Book of Boba Fett The Book of Boba Fett co-showrunner Robin Rodriguez came out Saying, even Disney didn't know when we were going to drop it like that. Revealing an interview with THR, The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, I got to see the end of working. and Favreau and ride producer-director Dave Filoni kept this a secret from everybody. Yeah, the actress who played Frey a Shaw. She thought she was signing on to do another season of The Mandalorian, only to reveal... Yep, see, uh, she's, she's in the book of Boba Fett now. <laughs> uh... So, uh... Yeah, they, they didn't know. Disney, the conglomerate giant, didn't know what was going on. Also, Chris Claremont. Remember Chris Claremont, the writer of of so much stuff from Marvel, especially the X-Men? Well, he's finally FUN getting to write Gambit. Chris Claremont is finally writing Gambit. At a press release passed off as an exclusive, reporting one of Marvel's media websites. But the so Chris Claremont was announced to be writing Gambit from the legendary writer, or Chris Claremont artist. Uh, let me see if I get the name right. Sid Cotin. If I butchered that, I am so so sorry. <laughs> I was thinking. So does this um. Am I? So, are they gonna do? Go ahead and put this tie into the Destiny of X saga they're gonna do in the next year. Uh, I'm not sure yet. I don't know if this takes place during Chris Claremont's timeline of run, or you know, the uh, take this place in present time. So, genocidal villain of of the X-Men, Cassandra Nova. Remember her? She was created by Grant Morrison and Frank Whitley for E is for Extinction. Okay, how do I say this um, delicately? So, she's the reason why 16 million mutants were killed in Genosha? Try to create a war between mutants and humans in the X Men Red series by, if I'm correct, Tom Taylor, back before Hickman took over. So, and what could have been a interesting plot twist for the series and not be a spoiler reveal by Marvel executives, Cassandra Nova is joining the Marauders. I, I must stress that this is the person that killed 16 million mu- mutants in Genosha and destroyed the island. But you know, the Scarlet Witch is to blame for everything that's wrong with them. <laughs> so she's coming back. Like. Oh god, I, I am amazed that the mutants are that villainous nowadays. <laughs> oh god, this, this is so far the X Men have, quote, fallen from grace in Hickman's world because now they become the separatist nation. It's like, sure, we'll bring back the genocidal maniac Cassandra Noah, who's most, it's probably Charles Xavier's twisted clone sister, whatever. Evil twin, whatever. Oh my god. When I heard this I was like, oh, oh, you 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 can't be serious about this. You really thought like how do you think this, Marvel? That you would have the like the traitorous mutant known as known simply as Cassandra Nova. But you'll punish the Scarlet Witch for depowering the mutants. But Cassandra Nova, oh, she killed 60 million of us, but you know, that's perfectly alright. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god, I'm pretty sure some people are gonna justify this that they're the separatist nation now. More so than ever. Meanwhile, DC Comics has pissed off everybody. With uh, the four-issue series, remember, so on my Twitter account, I started a somewhat new thing. Uh, DC Comics has uh, postponed the new champion, Sazam. Mary Marvel is set to become the new Sazam, and then they delayed it. Yeah, for February 2022, the new champion of Suzanne, Mary Marvel, has been delayed to August. Why? We don't know. They were just told, like, even Doc Share was just told about this on Tuesday. And they're still cheering it on, like, it's still coming out in February, but it's not, it's coming out in August. And when I first heard this, I was like, okay, uh, how do i say this directly one of my twitter follow, one of the people i follow on twitter who part runs the comics collective podcast uh yeah i was thinking when i heard about that i was like oh she's gonna be pissed and yeah she, she was pissed so halo infinite continues to play the uh halo match collection launch issues for multiplayer with the ongoing big team battle matchmaking issues being a top priority but it may be weeks or even till next year till they get to um, get into big team battle. Like I haven't had any problems with this, but a few, a few confirms they have seen an increase of in the errors over the past few days, and saying the issue was never present in the game's beta period, which I can attest to because I was in that. Steps the team has already taken to mitigate the issue, so it's reducing the game size to 10v10. Despite disabling the ability for players to join in progress, or have not have not had meaningful impacts, and have been removed, and have been removed, they described it as complex and whatnot. And in, fact, in the holidays, being uh well, we can't do it now, but we'll have to do it after. So, yeah, problem right there. Speaking of, there's a glitch in the system where Halo co- Infinite's co-op co- is now playable with a glitch, but with a um, Comes with a lot of caveats. So Infinite must be online offline. Connect to a second controller. Sign into an Xbox account. Start campaign with controller 1. In-game, hit start and then back. On a second controller, hit start to add the second player. Here to add a fire team. Halo Infinite Co-opt enabled. Why are these features in the actual public product, not just kept in a server on their private product? Like, but what happened? (laughs) Oh man. Oh, oh, man. Oh man. So, Moving on, we'll get back to Halo later. Destruction All-Stars developer reportedly working on a flagship first-party IP for PS5. So, the developer behind Destruction All-Stars, Lucid Games, is possibly working on a new AAA game for the flagship PlayStation franchise for a flagship PlayStation franchise, size, according to LinkedIn. As revealed on a former developer's profile, the studio is said to be working on an unannounced first-party flagship title. Metal AAA product for the PS5, and while there's no confirmation of what the game is, there was rumors that it could be a Twisted Metal reboot. Okay. The reports is reportedly the reboot of the Twisted Metal series alongside the Twisted Metal TV series was set for 2023, rumoredly, and Sweet Tooth's original voice actor will be... Re- is- and Will Arendt is set to, set to be rumored to be voicing the main character of the show, Sweet Tooth, but there have been no official announcements or confirmation yet. So, yeah, there is rumors that they might be doing it, uh, that they might be the developer, but I have no idea. I'm like, I played Twisted Metal. I, I, I was a kid when I played this, so that should tell you I was problematic on that front. <laughs> ah, wasn't problematic at all. On that, it is just a game to me. Speaking of uh, crazy stuff, Spider-Man Four for the Tom Holland universe. Yep, it seems like they would be working on a new movie. Spider-Man Four may already be in development, based on a new interview with Sony and Marvel executives. We're producers, so we always believe everything will work out. I love working with Kevin Feige. We have a great partnership, along with Tom Rothman, who runs Sony, and has been an instrumental, a great leader with great ideas. I hope it lasts forever. And they're already beginning to actively begin development to where Spider-Man's story goes next, where there's a Spider-Man 4, another cameo, remains to be But parents will be happy to know that they already hard at work at the next steps of Tom Holland's Peter Parker. I'm mean, like, I, I'm I mean, like... <sighs> Yeah. Good luck with that. Now people want to see Spider-Man 4 from Sam Raimi and they want the amazing Spider-Man 3. So the Halo Halo upcoming TV series for Paramount Plus has been said it won't be canon. And just to further piss everyone off because of course this is going to happen. Okay. So, Halopedia came out on Twitter according to uh, Kiki Wolfkill. Yeah. Halopedia reported that um, Wolfcare said this. We're referring to this as the Halo Silver Tell Timeline as a way of differentiating from the canon core canon. and both protecting the core canon and protecting the television story, and by that I mean giving ourselves a chance to evolve both, both and for both to do what they need to do for the mediums without colliding with each other. So. Stop me if this sounds not at all stupid, but um how is it Marvel can have a multiverse? DC can have a multiverse, Star Trek can have a multiverse, they're even getting an ending to their store to the expanded universe next year. Uh, let's see. Command and Conquer can have a multiverse now freaking Halo can have a multiverse but it is so goddamn impossible to have Star Wars have two to three timelines active so yeah we could just do that now Everything's a multiverse, but not Star Wars. Screw Star Wars' timeline. And this is the anniversary of Luke Skywalker's return, not that other Luke we got from, from, from The Last Jedi, only to be cruelly reminded that yes, we're gonna have Luke be miserable and baby Gruger is gonna die at the at the, at the the beginning of the sequel trilogy. Because it's Star Wars and it's about misery and not at all about hope and fighting the impossible and breaking old traditions that need to be broken. Yeah, uh I- I'm still I'm annoyed by this. Why is the Halo TV series able to be on its own two feet and not be, you know, part of the canon and but call it Oh, it's an alternate timeline. Oh, Star Wars? Yeah, we we, we can do that for Star Wars because um uh well uh market confusion or, or something like that. Market confusion, that's clearly the reason. Well, ending that on a depressing note, uh, this was Neo Reality Collective. See y'all next time. Enjoy this final ad. And we'll see y'all again next time with the outro. Signing off and have a good day, everybody.
0: Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The WrestleVerse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.